Earthbed Muscle is a grassroots supplement company created by some of the best strength coaches in the United States to provide their athletes with wholesome supplements. Earthbed Muscle has changed the supplement industry with their minimal ingredient approach to sports nutrition. Dane's platform is also brought to you by the Acceleration Diet. The Acceleration Diet is a customized weight loss program catered to each individual, their needs, and their schedule. Accelerate your metabolism today with the Acceleration Diet. Finally, Dane's platform is also brought to you by Holistic Encapsulations. Holistic Encapsulations provides organic hemp extract with an incredible 27 to 1 CBD ratio. Loaded with CBDs, hemp extract has been shown to decrease anxiety, have a positive impact on cancer, improve sleep, improve brain function, and decrease inflammation. Head over to HolisticEncapsulations.com today and get on the path to holistic recovery. Rebound, one of my most favorite dance songs of all time. Um, if you know me, you know I love Above and Beyond. You know I like dance music a lot. But I also am a huge connoisseur of classic rock and anything you can think of music-wise except for modern-day country. So I, I am a... Fairly die-hard, avid music listener of any genre. Got over, I think I'm close up to like 45,000 um, MP3s on my one hard drive. I just, I, anything that you could ever think of, except for metal too. I really, I don't have a, a liking, much of a liking for metal. So, that sort of leads into uh, the topic for tonight, which is, I, I got a question about, myself and um, what my athletic background is and how I got into coaching athletes on you know world levels in three different sports and coaching you know a football team that has numerous division one uh, recruits one has already signed with the division one school um, and I've had, you know, athletes sign, you know, with power, power conference schools in soccer, volleyball, and swimming. So I got the, the question, you know, of, of how, how did I get involved with, with all these different sports? And, and is it possible and why aren't more people doing it as strength coaches? And if it is possible, um, how did I do it or am I just a fraud? So that was pretty much the question uh, to answer, or, or that was that was the question I got that it, I think you know piqued a, a pretty good interest from myself and how I could respond to that and give you guys a good idea of who I am and and my background as an athlete and also more importantly, obviously as a coach and as a business owner and all that stuff. Uh, but to begin, I want to say that I I did decide to just go with Dane's platform for my name. I wanted to do all this like cool artistic stuff. Um, you know, for the title, give my, you know, pay homage to, uh, you know, some classic rock groups, but I decided Dane's Platform is pretty cool because it's something that, you know, I, I started about four or five years ago on YouTube and, and it did pretty well and people still talk about my Dane's Platforms on YouTube and 
I'll eventually get back to doing those again, but I'm, I'm mainly just vlog, doing my vlogs on YouTube. So now I've got my podcast here, and I think that Dane's Platform is a pretty good title for it. So I wanted to, you know, to do that little intro with the music just to sort of show, you know, anything that I'm in, involved with. It could be music. It could be food and nutrition, um, business sports anything along those lines or, or training you know anything is that i i take it seriously if i'm going to do something i want to do it as hard and as educated as possible um i think that just stems from my my background of you know i went to school for religious studies for the same reason you know my dad had told me go to school for what you want to learn about eventually you'll figure out how to make money and, and that's why I went to school for religious studies it's sort of that same thing as I was very very interested in religions and, and studying uh, thought and people and why they do certain things regarding faith and why certain faiths are set up the way they are and I was diehard into studying religion for five years and and I had considered it a, I had tried to consider it a career I had I had thought about it but I never actually you know, went into it. So what I ended up doing was just taking that, that energy and put it into studying, you know, strength and conditioning. And so my, a, a quick background on myself as an athlete is that I grew up, you know, playing numerous different sports, played baseball, I started playing football in middle school, I swam, you know, for probably 10 or 12 years, my mom, you know, I was diehard swimmer for quite a while. Pretty good, I must say. Um, let me see. I played soccer. I was, I was a pretty good goalie in soccer. You know, I, you know, obviously, I did track and field, and I wrestled as well. So, But growing up, my main sports by the time I got into high school were football, wrestling, and track and field. And then my junior year of high school, I broke my arm wrestling, and I decided that I didn't want to wrestle my senior year, so I just focused on track and football. Um, but I, I came from a background where I had, I was fortunate enough that I had a coach in high school that was, I had numerous coaches in high school that were very, they invested in me where they, they knew the effort that I was getting, giving them and they, you know, brought me along for the ride with them where they would teach me about what they knew about those specific sports, wrestling, strength and conditioning and throwing. And as I got into college, I, I still, I always had a very deep interest in wrestling, um, which is quite different from my interest in, or it's quite different from, you know, track and field. So what I would always do is sort of, I, I you know, MMA was starting to get pretty big when I was in college, and I liked to study how wrestlers were training, and I liked to study how MMA guys were fight, were training their fighting, and at that time, the strength and conditioning world was really, really starting to adapt to the peculiar peculiarities that you would see in an MMA fight, and and that really piqued my interest into um, you know using sports like track and field were throwing from from my standpoint, and how. The throwing training could carry over very well to to football, um, and carry over very well to Olympic weightlifting. But it that standard form of training did not carry over well to wrestling, 
or any other endurance-based sport. And I always had a, a very deep interest in that and, and how these other sports that I wasn't always involved with or that I was involved with until I went to college, how they were training and how they were progressing their training um, in the industry that they were in. And, you know, that led me to, when I was a senior in, in college, uh, Anatoly Bunderchuk had been um, promoting that he was forming a training camp for the 2008 Olympics. So for Dylan Armstrong, who ended up winning the bronze medal that year. So I decided to move up to Canada to train with Dr. B, Bunderchuk, and train as, you know, Dylan Armstrong's training partner. This is prior to the 08 Olympics. And being around Dr. B, that helped me further. It actually, you know, it sparked my interest even more because of his background and how he had worked with Karelin, uh, a wrestler in the Soviet Union, and he had worked with uh, one of the super, the big-time super heavyweights, Alexeyev, and and all these guys, and how how he had been around because he was a professor of, um, I think it's called like sport pedagog pedagogy. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but he, his ability to see the the characteristics and the traits that these other sports would need that are different, you know, drastically different from throwing helped, you know, push me a little bit more as a student to figure out these things as well. So ends up, I start, you know, garage strength in 2008. And what I did for the next five years was just study, 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 and study. And I would study, you know, I went and learned from Charles Poliquin, um, I learned from a whole slew of different uh, strength and conditioning coaches that I would just contact. Ross Enamite, who has a, a really big background in boxing and MMA training. And he and Ross is like one of those guys that really led me to down the path that, I, that I'm on right now. Is that he, his ability to create products and to put out his knowledge and information and to share that with the world is something that I wanted to do, and, and it was in a completely different sport that I was in, so it made me more interested because I wanted to know. You know, I always knew that wrestlers that were strong would, would do well, but what would happen with a wrestler who was strong would be gassing out, and how could you keep them from gassing out and all that stuff. So um, that leads me to, to the question of, you know, how does, that, how does my background bode with, with these different sports? And I think that... What I've learned from all these different teachers and all these different coaches that I've been around is that, you know, you've got to learn what what the characteristics and what the um, the energy systems being used by by a sport are, and how those energy systems carry over, and then you know how often they they need to be applied within a competition and what type of strength and all that stuff. So I think what helped me is that I had a lot, of, because I was in, in throwing and I'm in Pennsylvania, I had a lot of wrestlers early on and I had a lot of throwers early on in my, in my business career with garage strength. And so I was able to spend, you know, three or four years uninterrupted where I could really see, you know, what kind of training my athletes responded best to and what kind of training they did well with and what kind of training helped certain aspects of their sport, you know, mobility, explosiveness, isometric strength, um, 
explosive power, force production, all, all these things. And being with the wrestlers for that long of a period, um, was I was very, very fortunate with that, that Pennsylvania is a huge wrestling state. Uh, if you grow up and you're not a wrestler from Pennsylvania, you're, you're a baby. <laughs> and I think that I saw things, you know, from from multiple different angles. I saw it as the wrestlers were a good way for me to make money and for my business to survive because at the time I, I was barely making any money. And on top of that, I saw it as a way for me to start on my journey to actually, you know, work towards my long-term goal. And that's what I shared with you last week. And that was, you know, eventually coming up with a regional training system, a regional training group that would focus around wrestling, throwing, Olympic weightlifting. And anyway, those early years with Garage Strength, is, is, those are the years where I really could develop, you know, my training protocols for those various sports and then start to really try and perfect them as I've aged. And, and that's the thing is that I feel like one thing I'm good at is when I fail at something, I'm, I'm good at learning from what that failure was. So where was the breakdown in the system? You know, was it, um, did we peak too early? Did we peak too late? You know, did I ignore certain um, variables that I should have been paying attention to? And did I, did I communicate well enough with the athletes? And did I understand what their, what they needed in their, on the mat if they were a wrestler or on the football field if they played football? Or did I just keep training them the way I train my, my throwers? And, I think that that's one thing that I always did a pretty good job with is that I'm a, I'm a fairly good communicator. And it's it's funny. I'm a good communicator in the sports sense. I am good at seeing things. I'm good at seeing how athletes move. I'm good at seeing um, competitive events and what energy systems are needed in those co competitive events and what strength uh, characteristics are needed in those events and how I would immediately train them. And now I'm at the point where as a strength coach, I'll watch uh, a sporting event and without even recognizing what I'm thinking, that I'm thinking about it, I'll start to think like how I would train, you know, a distance runner. How would I train, um, I don't know, a cricketer or something. And actually with distance running, it's, I, I actually – for a brief period, about a year and a half, I was diehard into training distance runners where I wanted to study how the great guys like Jack Daniels and uh, Bowerman and how those guys developed the, the freaks that they had developed and then how I could transfer how those guys trained their athletes into even training my swimmers that I've, that I've developed over the years. So I think that there's a couple specific things as far as what I've done in my career and and what I do and I want to share now with you you know when I look at someone like Nick Wisdowski when he contacted me how how did I want to go about training him um, my Olympic weightlifters I have had five I had five athletes on the junior world team this past year I had one the previous year how do I go about training the Olympic weightlifters and then the throwing world I've had I had three throwers at worlds this past year in in England, I had an Olympian two years ago, and how do I go about training my throwers? So, and what do I think about? 
So I want to start with my throwing and my Olympic weightlifting is that basically is that I want to, when I look at somebody, I, I look at how they move, I look at where they're tight, I question their mobility issues and, and what problems they have with their functionality and the circle and, and what are their technical problems and what are what is causing their technical issue and then how my training over a long period of time could iron out their technical problems, any mobility problems that could potentially lead to injuries and at the same time improve their strength so that they are more explosive and they can, you know, along with those improved technical capabilities, they can peak well and, and hit BPRs. And I use, you know, uh, Dr. John Jocalone, the mobility doc, I use him a lot as a resource for analyzing the mobility side because it's that's something that's extremely important with when dealing with uh, Olympic, Olympic weightlifters and with throwers because mobility can impinge technical improvements. So that's sort of where I sit there with, with throwers and with weightlifters is that I've got to analyze you know, their pulls are weak or their, their squats are weak or their, they can't throw well with a heavy shot if I'm talking about my throwers, if I'm talking about my weightlifters, oh, well, their power snatch is good, but their full snatch isn't good. And then what does that mean? And, and you, from, from my perspective, is that I create this long, drawn-out system that tries to set up checklists for every single peculiarity that each athlete might have in that perspective sport or that respective sport and then what is the next step after you analyze those things what and you see that on the checklist what's the next step to take um so i think what this question is then leading into is that you know the power sports like throwing and weightlifting it they're pretty similar there's certain things that are very similar and, and it's it's relatively easy to, to do um, but what do i do and how do i how do i think or know that you know my training would work for swimming or my training would work for wrestling or, or you know let's just use those two as examples so the big thing with swimming is that I, I'd sit there and I'd say okay so you have to have serious stroke output so the, the the fewer strokes that you can take per length of a swimming pool you know the more energy you're gonna conserve and the faster you're gonna be as a swimmer so what can we do to, to, to start that off right off the bat okay coming off the blocks they, if they can, if they can generate a little more force, and they can be, if they can generate force quickly, they can be the first off the blocks. They can jump, they can dive further off the blocks, so they're they're in the air a little bit longer. And then in turn, they can spend a little bit more time underwater before they come up to the surface. So right off the bat, I want to work Olympic lifts because that improves their rate of force production. I want to throw in some plyometrics, and I want to throw in some squats. And a little bit of hamstring work because they're in that position off the blocks to recruit the hamstrings. Then the next step I'm going to take is I'm going to sit there and I'm going to go, okay, to improve their their you know stroke output or Im improve their uh, stroke per lap number. I have to determine, okay, what's the main, what's the prime mover for a swimmer, and that's that they have you know strong lats and and they have good mobility through their shoulder girdle, so they can have a little bit longer of a, of a stroke length. And if they have a little bit longer of a stroke length, and they have really good force production in their lats and their shoulder girdle, then they're going to be, you know, they're going to have a little bit fewer, and that's all while holding a good posture in the pool, then they're going to take fewer, you know, strokes per lap. 
And so you can sit there and say, okay, they got to have dead hang pull-ups. they got to have rope climbs. they got to have, you know, dead hang chin-ups, dead hang neutral grip pull-ups, make sure their shoulders stay healthy. Um, and, and that's going to factor into their, their swimming output. So I do that same thing when it gets to a wrestler. So, so here's the difference with a wrestler is that a wrestler's got to have numerous different qualities. They've got to be extremely explosive. They have to be extremely strong. Um, as far as like general strength is concerned. But they also have to have tremendous isometric strength because there's a lot of grabbing and holding for long periods of time. They also have to have incredible endurance so that they can sustain the mat the pace of the match for six to seven minutes, six on the international level, seven on the collegiate level, six on the high school level. And at the same time, you have to analyze, you know, are they producing force from one leg or two legs are they are they you know how are they what is the isometric um, perspective for each individual and then how often are they doing a high intensity movement versus you know sort of just downtime where they're just sort of playing around and, and strategically placing themselves on the mat similar to how soccer is a as an interval based sport uh, wrestling is a very very much so an interval based sport so I sit there and I study, um, you know, how much isometric time is on the mat where you might have an an, a wrestler grabbing a wrist or grabbing a collar tie or grabbing a knee and then how long it holds on, they hold on to that position. And so I need to train that characteristic. So I, I'll put that down. And then I, you know, I go, okay, now they, we've, we've seen that, uh, you know, let's, they take a shot from a very deep position. So okay, well, they need to have extremely, they have to be really explosive so we can train plyometrics, obviously, but then they have to have good strength from the bottom position because they might be deep on a double leg and they have to have their weight that they're picking up plus the weight of their opponent. Okay, so they have to have pretty good squats, front squats, because a lot of it's front-loaded. Um, oh, but now they're on one leg, so now they have to have good strength from one leg. Oh, there's a lot of pulling and, and pushing in, in wrestling, so they have to have a good bench press. They have to go, have a, you know, a good dumbbell bench press. They've got to have a good, good, you know, lat strength, and, and their grip strength is where the isometric stuff comes into play. And so, I think that, you know, when you factor in all these things with wrestling, um, and you know, I experienced this. I, I trained a couple fighters uh, for Bellator. Um, I worked with Carmelo Marrero for a while when he fought in Bellator. And that helped me as well is is monitoring his his progress in the room. And I think that's where I struggled with early on with wrestling is that it was hard for me to, you know, peak a wrestler the same way I would be peaking a weightlifter or an uh, or a shot putter or a discus thrower because the energy systems are different and I've gotta manage, you know, the isometric display the you know explosive strength and the endurance all at the same time to peak them all together for wrestling and i think that my interest there and in, and studying that and and learning what each little training bit what isometrics can do to an athlete when they when they're training how does it impact their recovery what does you know, olympic weightlifting do to the athlete and, and is there a transfer of training? Again, this goes back to transfer training. What's the transfer of training for snatches or cleans? Is, is there any? And, 
you know, front squats, back squats, bench press, pull-ups. What's the transfer training? Can a can a pull-up help isometric strength? Can rope climbs help isometric strength? Can sled pulls help isometric strength and improve strength endurance and lead to greater power output on the mat? And I, I think that all this stuff that I have to factor in and, and put together is all motivated and driven by the same way that I was taught how to study and, and think critically and analyze documents critically in religious studies. I know that sounds obnoxious and odd, but when you study religions, you have to comprehend and make comparisons between various different texts to try and figure out what was going on uh, historically. And that's the same thing that's going on in my brain with these athletics is that I, I try to sit there and imagine every single trait that is needed to be a, an Olympic champion in wrestling or Olympic champion in throwing or Olympic champion in weightlifting or a, a, a starting running back in the NFL. And then how will I set that system up to lead to improving those, you know, those things that I've analyzed. So, do I think I'm a fraud or do I think I'm I'm on the right track? I believe 100% that I'm on the right track and I think that my track record is showing for that. But it's just something that you know I'm 33 years old and this is where I'm at right now. And over the next 10 years I really really want to continue to develop this and and it all comes back to communicating with my athletes and understanding what they're feeling, understanding what their goals are and understanding where they feel weak in certain positions and it doesn't matter what their sport is and then how I can improve that weak feeling or that weakness that they have and not negatively impact the rest of their um, their abilities. So I believe I am on the right track with all this stuff. It's just, you know, I, again, it goes back to communication and it goes back to studying my results and studying um, each individual athlete and how mobility impacts their weaknesses and then how we can attack their mobility to improve their weaknesses so that they can in turn enjoy the reaps of being a champion. So that's where I'm at with all that stuff. So again, this is the second episode of Dane's Platform. I hope I did a decent job uh, explaining my background as an athlete and as a coach and, and trying to give you guys a little bit better of a, a peek into my brain and how everything works and you know where I want to move forward. So that's the... That's sort of how my head thinks and thinks all the time and analyzes things constantly in good in good ways and bad. So, um, and if you have any further comments, you know, feel free to comment on my blog or or on my Instagram when we post these and and, and get these things up and live and running. So, thanks for tuning in, and I hope I can provide some more information next time. Peace. At this time, we want to give a big thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of Dane's Platform. Remember to look out for our next episode and check out our sponsors, Earth-Fed Muscle, The Acceleration Diet, and Holistic Encapsulations. Peace!